1: Ladies and gentlemen, yeah! All right, ready? What am I hearing?
2: I am back and better than ever. Hey,
3: we're back. I right, listen for it in three. Awesome. Two. This I love. One.
4: Pow! Broadcasting from coast to coast and around the world. Mm. Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Mm. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV.
1: Get you some.
5: Hey! Go!
4: Go! Go outside today!
5: Hey!
3: And do it like a boss, hey. Bunny. You know she is a turkey slaying ninja. Hey and Jimbo, Playa. he is a backstrap grilling fellow. Word. So, fun fact, uh, Kamala and I's favorite living rapper, aside from Tupac, is Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, RIP Tupac. Can't you just get into that beat?
6: <laughs> right,
3: so we are talking opening day on today's show. This is going to be so much fun. We got Mel B, uh, not That's Scary Melissa Spice. That's Melissa Bachman. Uh, she's the host of Winchester Deadly Passion. She's going to be joining us, plus cat daddy. Uh, and Mrs. Bunny. I'll hang out for By Your bus later, guys. Yeah, we're going to be talking elk hunting, a little mule deer, and antelope, plus some catfishing, and then I think a uh,
7: cool
4: little rifle scope.
7: Absolutely, boys. All right, so let's get to Melissa Bachman. Let's do it.
4: It's opening day this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And it's pretty sweet. Now kicking off a three-parter with Melissa Bachman, host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one.
3: would you guys say, like, the only thing that tops Christmas is opening day?
2: It should be a national no, 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 holiday.
7: No. Melissa Bachman tops Christmas.
2: What? Oh, yeah. People didn't know this.
3: She's actually Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> She puts on the whole outfit. Without album. the belly. She's way better. <laughs> we are just now being joined by Melissa Bachman. Yeah, she's the host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel. Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. You can call her Claus.
7: Uh, Miss Melissa, how's it going today?
8: It's going great. That's a pretty tough uh, role to fill there, but uh, I'm happy to give it
7: a try. <laughs> you got a lot of things in that bag of tricky yours, <laughs> well, a, I'll
3: tell you. I'm going to tell you what. You recently, if anyone follows you on uh, Instagram and social follows media, her. yeah, stuff like that, you recently just took a tremendous bull you drew a tag for. It, it was in New Mexico, correct?
8: Yes, that is right.
3: Yeah, now where was that at?
8: Um, it was actually in Unit 16A. Um, I've been putting in for years, and it's one of the top trophy units in all of New Mexico. And I actually use a hunting pool. They put in for all my tags because, unfortunately, I'm like everyone else. I get busy and I miss deadlines and I happen to be doing that a few too many times. So they took over for me and I've drawn, I think, three really great tags now since putting in with them. So it's really worked out well. And it's just a setup where, you know, you pick the states, they put you in and this tag, I I got an announcement that I drew it. And this is a landowner tag that people pay 16 to 18,000 for and I drew it. So now I only have to pay the tag. So. I was pretty pumped and uh, ready to go on the hunt.
7: Now, where was it in New Mexico? I know you said 16A. Where the heck's that at?
8: Well, it's about four hours from Albuquerque.
7: <laughs> oh, wow. Uh,
8: yeah, so we actually went and we landed in Albuquerque. We drove to the Outfitters Lodge, and then from there we went to a tent camp. Uh, we were in a very remote area. Didn't have much cell service the entire time staying in wall tents, no showers. Um, I can promise you after that period of time, which was close to 10 days, I was ready to kill a bull and get out and take a shower. I'm not sure what was a better feeling, shooting a big bull or getting back and getting a shower. They both were probably pretty equal at that point.
3: Yeah, now you were with, uh, I think it was John Chapel of New Mexico Professional yeah. Big Game Hunting. Um, now, obviously, he's a tremendous outfitter, but this was spot and stock. This was a tough, tough hunt.
8: Yeah, it really was. This year was probably one of the most difficult years they've had for a couple of reasons. Number one, they haven't hardly had any water. Mm. They were talking like an inch of rain since May. So we're talking beyond dry conditions. The other part, extremely hot. I mean, we were in the upper 80s each day. And the worst part is when you have all those elements coming together, the rut was extremely delayed. We were hearing some bugles, but they were primarily at night. Um, in fact, we had elk right outside our tent camp one night, just screaming through the night. So that's cool, except for when you wake up, they all went back to bed. Um, <laughs> so So it was really tough conditions. But, you know, a lot of hunting, it doesn't matter if you're in the best unit in the country, you're hunting free-range animals, and it can be difficult. And that's what we ran into. But instead of, you know, getting bummed out about it, we just tried to adapt. And we tried new ways, and we realized that if we can find water sources where other people weren't and the elk were coming, that was the ticket. The trouble is you're hunting public land. We ran into people all the time. Hmm. So finding a water hole that others don't know about that can be really difficult— but after quite a bit of time and John's knowledge, we ended up finding one. We built our very own blind and we started setting up there. And the trouble is they water at night as well. So we put in quite a few days there. We put our cameras up, we'd go back in and check them. And you know, we, we were confident that eventually on a 14 day hunt that it would work out and we would hunt really hard in the mornings, all spot and stock. And I'm gonna tell you what, John Chapel can walk. <laughs> put in a lot of miles. Um, And I'd post things on Instagram from time to time, but that only means that we climbed so high that we got cell service. (laughs) Um, So not always a a great thing, but um, we really, really worked hard for this one, and I was really tickled to make it all work and to get a
7: beautiful bull. Yeah, they say when weather's bad, the best hunting is on the dark side of the mountain. Is that where you were hunting, is on that dark side?
8: I'm not sure. I think we were on every side of that mountain.
7: (laughs) (laughs) In the middle of it.
8: (laughs) We went up it. We went down it. We'd get to the top, and then one would let out a bugle, and we'd look at each other like, nope, I didn't hear a thing. He'd say, I heard it. Let's go. Oh, here we go.
3: (laughs) What's amazing is they say, you know, one out of every 10 elk hunters will be successful or you're going to harvest one bull every 10 years. And to be what you were 30 yards when you finally took this bull. Were you that close?
8: Yep. yep, We were 30 yards. Um, We had set everything up exactly how we wanted it. Um, Again, this was more of a controlled situation. We took all the natural that were ferns and trees Yeah. We made our own blind. And then my husband actually went up behind us and sat about 30, 40 yards behind us with a little camera just to kind of capture the footage of it all going down. And it worked perfectly. But, you know, it's very challenging. When we were calling in bulls, I had a shot at a a really nice bull with two kickers off both sides. Some of the coolest footage I've seen. But he was at 80 yards. There was brush in the way. And that's part of the challenge. I mean, you're trying to set up on these animals, get close. And they're usually around a bunch of cows as well. So you've got a lot of eyes that you're trying to get around. And elk hunting, it's just like you said, it's a low percentage thing. I've done tons of elk hunts and by no means have all of them been anything close to successful in harvesting an animal. Um, I always enjoy them. They're always tough. You're always tired. But, you know, you just try to do your best, adapt to the situation, and go from there.
7: You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around, Melissa? Absolutely. Okay. Hey, we're talking with Melissa Bachman. She's the host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman's Channel, Sundays at 1130 in the morning, Eastern Time. Bingo. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman's Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV.
3: Now, Miss Melissa, to learn more about you, Winchester Deadly Passion, I'm guessing this episode will probably air next year. But to learn more about you and your partners and your adventure, Where can we find you online?
8: Go to MelissaBachman.com and you can reach all the social networks right from
4: there.
7: Melissa Bachman will be right back. Don't go anywhere.
4: Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a few moments. Hit up JimandTrav.com for lots of cool extras from the show. Argentina, here we go. It's going to be challenging, but a lot of fun. So hopefully today we get to let
1: an arrow fly on this great trip here in Argentina. Experience breathtaking scenery and exhilarating bow hunts. Beautiful, beautiful stack. Get ready for an adventure like no other. Incredible the hunt continues. Hopefully we'll be able to connect with one of these beautiful water buffaloes here. Go Hunter TV. Wednesday, December 20th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel.
4: Come see the Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles designed for conquering extreme terrain at YamahaOutdoors.com today. Proven off-road features include factory-installed worn winch, special edition paint with color-matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. The Yamaha XTR line. Realize
0: your adventure today at YamahaOutdoors.com ATVs are recommended only for use by those H 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt. Helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product warning labels before operation.
4: The revolution with Jim and Travis back with our opening day show. Now let's rejoin the boys and Melissa Bachman, host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 30 a.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at myoutdoortv.com. Here's part two.
7: Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, you missed the first part with Melissa Bachman. And I got to tell you, we're talking about opening day on this week's show. And hers opening day in New Mexico last week was uh, pretty doggone successful. Exactly. You know, this year has been a crap storm.
3: Oh, my (laughs) God. And the impending elections, it's like doomsday. But I have to say, you have had a tremendous kickstart, jumpstart. To the hunting season, aside from this, what was this, a 6 by 6 Is that what he was, this bull you took?
8: Yes, he was, a nice big 6 by 6
3: Now, you've also had several other tremendously successful hunts. Uh You just recently got back from Colorado as well, is that right?
8: Yes, that is right. I was in Colorado. Um, we usually do an early season. That's always kind of my first hunt of the year. Um, and we go after velvet mule deer and antelope, all spot and stock with a bow as well which, again, is a lower percentage hunt. You never know if it's going to work out. A couple of years it hasn't. Um, this year, we were successful on both fronts. So, you know, as much as 2020 has thrown a lot of lemons to people, I was just very happy and fortunate and blessed to be able to, to start my season with a bang and, and get all these beautiful animals right off the bat.
7: Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, we're talking about opening day. Now, you hunted a lot with your dad when you were younger. Was opening day a big thing for you guys?
8: Oh, yes, it was. Um, My mom, my dad, myself, my brother, we all would go out. In fact, when I was 12 before opening day, I remember not even being able to sleep the night before deer hunting season (laughs) opened because I was up all night drawing little maps trying to decide where we were going to hunt first. And, you know, it really was one of the most exciting times ever. Every year we look forward to opening day and still to this day. I mean, now I'm lucky enough to get to, you know, go to different places on different opening days, but there's really nothing like it. I mean, you've done all your work all season. You've been doing food plots and water holes and everything else that we do to see all that hard work to come together. It's pretty an incredible feeling. And the best part, too, is if you put in that time, Sometimes opening day can be the very best chance you have. Well,
3: that's what I was going to say. Do you think all the critical steps leading up to this elk hunt, leading up to this antelope hunt, you know, all of your hunts, do you think it's the work you did plus getting there right away? As it gets later into the season, there's been more pressure on them. uh, Things get tough. Do you think it's kind of essential if you do want to be successful to get there as soon as possible?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think there's always benefits to different times of the season. Opening day, a lot of your opening day success comes from the work that you've done previous, especially, you know, when we're hunting around our place here. You know, all of our scouting and all that work you did before the season, let's say you put in 30 days scouting, sometimes it can all boil down to that first day hunting is when it can be successful. As the season goes on, I think October is one of the toughest months to find success because you're now dealing with a little bit more pressure you're dealing with animals that know they're being hunted, you're dealing with more hunting pressure by others and the rut hasn't kicked in. November's always great because you can start hitting that peak of the rut and it's phenomenal but I think that opening day success There's a lot to be said for it. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for a successful hunt at any time because there's always challenges along the way that you've got to overcome.
5: Yeah.
7: You know, uh, when I was a kid, uh, we always went to deer camp and my uncle had a cabin in northern Michigan and all of the uncles would converge on this cabin. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was Really kind of a time of passage for me, uh, going from a boy then to a man when I shot my first deer. Did you find that? Uh, did you have a lot of people that uh, enjoyed opening day with you besides your your mom and dad and brother?
8: Um, we primarily did it with our immediate family. Um, But one thing that we were lucky enough is to grow up in a town where hunting was huge, right? So when I got my very first year, it was a small doe. Uh, My dad was nice enough to take it to school for me.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Did he really?
8: (laughs) We brought it by my grandpa and grandma's house. And, you know, that's kind of the type of community I was lucky enough to be raised in, where that was completely acceptable to pull up to the school and drop the tailgate (laughs) and show everybody what you got. Um, So I think there's a lot to be said for that. It's wonderful when families can come together. And honestly, still to this day, it's those hunting memories that we talk about, that we laugh about, that we reminisce about. And there's just so much that we got to do as a family because of hunting where nobody remembers their best day playing video games or sitting at home and watching a movie. You remember, you know, the adventure and the good, the bad, the things that happened that... Maybe we're making you cry at that time, but it's pretty funny looking back at it now. So I think all that really helps kids grow up. It, it helps that family bond as well.
7: Yeah. Well, of course, we had a bunch of guys in camp, and, and it seems like in all the little small towns, like whether it be in Minnesota or Wisconsin or Michigan, uh, every church had some type of a dinner on some day of that particular first week. And so you would go from place to place and meet people that you hadn't seen in a year, and it was just a big reunion.
8: Yes. I think that's the type of things that, you know, really makes it a small town so wonderful because you have those type of things and, and they really cherish that. And they realize how good it is for a community to come together and to see each other and to share stories and then to share food. I mean, uh, there's people that haven't been exposed to wild game who could come to something like that, try it for the first time and, and maybe get them interested and involved next time.
3: Yeah. Now, uh, once again, talk with uh, Miss Melissa Bachman. She's the host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel. That is Sundays, 1130 a.m. Easter time. Uh, now, with all the stupid covid restrictions and everything that's going on and has it been tough your travel situation wise or not so much?
8: Well, I was actually supposed to be on a Yukon moose hunt right now. Uh, My husband and I both had tags for it, and that was canceled because you cannot cross into the Canadian border right now. No way. So, yeah, that was a big hunt that got pulled right from out from under me. But, you know, as as hard as it is for me not to be able to go on a hunt, I feel horrible for the outfitters. I mean, that's their entire livelihood. They lost all those people coming up, the communities up there. I mean, some of these little towns we fly into, that's the only people they count on for their whole year worth of money is hunters coming in and buying groceries and, and getting food and staying at their hotels and, You know, my heart just goes out to all those people who are really struggling now because of it. So, you know, it's one thing to lose a hunt, but the people I feel bad for are the people that it's having a devastating effect on.
7: You bet. Hey, we've got to take another break, Melissa. Can you stick around for another part? You bet. Happy to do it. Okay. Hey, that was Melissa Bachman. She's coming back for part three, and she is the host of Winchester's Deadly Passion on Sportsman's Channel Sundays at 1130 in the morning. That's right. Uh, This has been presented by My Outdoor
3: TV. Stream on your favorite device or to watch anywhere, anytime you can watch Winchester Deadly Fashion. That is a my Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Miss Melissa again to follow you, your adventures, everything you got going on. Uh, to light the fires and kick the tires, as they say. Where can we find you online?
8: You can go to MelissaBachman.com and then follow all the social
7: channels from there. Melissa will be back right after this. Don't go anywhere.
4: This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Luckily, you can't smell this show over the radio. But if you want to imagine it, it smells like energy drinks, cabbage, hot dogs, dog food, and chewing tobacco. Yum. Stick around. The boys will
1: continue right after these messages.
6: I look at all the product, and I think about the working hands that that built it.
1: American manufacturing lives in the outdoors. The American dream to me is to build a business that provides the growth and security for the workforce. It's all about the people. Celebrate the companies and workers that keep the tradition alive. Are you willing to do the work to build a better life? That's the American dream. The all-new series, American Made, Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel.
0: High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com.
4: We're back.
6: Okay, here we go.
4: It's the Revolution with Jim and Trabs opening day broadcast. Now, back to Melissa Bachman, host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel. Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part three.
7: Hey, we're back. We're talking opening day on this week's show. We've got Melissa Bachman on the line. This is part three with her. She's the host of Winchester's Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel, Sundays at 1130. Now, Melissa, you know, you were talking about like when you were 12 and you went out and you shot your first doe. But uh, one of the first guns that you ever shot was probably a 22, right?
8: Well, it might have taken a little practice. We shot a lot of pop cans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My parents had us recycling pop cans all the time to save up money to get our first bikes, And uh, we definitely put uh, some holes in that for sure, Um, just like I think any other kid does. But, you know, we really enjoyed it. And it was a great way to learn, you know, gun safety and to to practice shooting and, and learn to shoot freehand. And you make those pop cans jump. Plus, it's a competition. You know, I had a younger brother. We were always trying to see who was a better shot, and I don't know who was to this day, but uh, I'm pretty sure uh, he'd say he was, and I'd probably say I
7: was. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, in our house, and it may be true in your house, there's always one drawer in the kitchen that just has everything in it, used batteries, to whatever. And uh, that's where we kept our 22 shells, and I could search that all the way through and never find one, and my grandmother all of a sudden she'd come up with two or three 22 shells. Did you find that people were planning 22 shells for you?
8: Um yeah, we uh we had a certain spot for them. The only place my mom was never happy to find them would be in the dryer from
3: our <laughs> <laughs> You hear those so clanking we don't have around.
8: trouble for that. But um, <laughs> I think there's probably plenty of people who can relate to that and uh, I still laugh to this day because I'll run into it in my kids' Jeans, And I'm like, boy, now I understand what my mom was saying or socks turned inside out full of burrs and every type of seed from outside uh, all dumped all over. So <laughs> I guess payback really comes around for people.
3: <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing I want to talk about is obviously, Miss Melissa, you've been extremely um, successful. And you're very good word. Yes. Successful. (laughs) I couldn't even think of the word for some stupid reason. He wasn't Uh, successful at it. And very influential, especially for young ladies. But you have done something and you're kind of taking it a step further now is you do everything with your husband. It seems like Mr. Ben, I think his name is. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. you guys hunt together. You're always doing stuff with your kids. I see you out there doing stuff with your cows. You're planting trees. You're doing this, doing that. That is what my wife and I do. We spend all of our time together. But I think it is creating such a dynamic and showing your viewers and your followers of what a wholesome outdoor family should be like. And I think that is a great example of... Um, and I just think it's really cool.
8: Yeah, you know, what I've found is I actually look at my mom and dad, for example. Um, they still to this day do everything together. They enjoy hunting, they fish, they shoot doves, they do all these things together and there's just so many families who quickly fall apart maybe even after the children leave or or whatever it is but i think those people who have those same passions and hobbies together i think that's what really makes them strong and i've kind of always looked to that we look at ben's parents i mean we're both lucky that both our parents are still together at this point in our lives and and you try to learn from that and see what has become a success for people and I want to show that to others. And I want to show that even if you maybe don't feel like going and hanging tree stands in the 80-degree heat, you know, Ben's going out, we need to get it done, well, you might as well do it together. And then if you're going to do it, why not bring Jacks and the pups and the whole work, you know, make a day of it. And you really sometimes learn that, yeah, maybe you didn't want to do it in the beginning, but it's one of the best things you could do. And I just try to show that to people because maybe there's wives out there who don't have that much interest, but think, you know what, maybe I should give it a try. Or even husbands who hunt and think, well, I'm not going to invite the family. I just need to get the work done. Well, make a day of it, you know, have fun with it. And that's how you teach kids. That's how you build that bond together as a family. And I think it is so important. And we face the same challenges as everybody. Our kids love to sit on video games or watch a phone or TV or whatever it is. But to get them out there and to enjoy it, it doesn't take long. And within minutes, they have forgot all about that and they're playing with Sticks and making little swords and, you know, having a blast. And I, I really do believe that that is important to show how how much it can
7: help a family together. Well, I think you're right. I think it holds uh, the cohesiveness of what a family should be. And, and I, I can see it in Travis. Uh, you know, we live very close to one another. And uh, if, if they're out there feeding the cows, all of the kids, all four kids and mom are out there feeding the cows. And uh, mm-hmm. no matter what, they're all... All taking part in, of course, the boys have their own little tool belts and so forth. And that's the part of growing up and learning about things. They may not be able to take the right measurement, but at least they're trying. And, and I think that's yeah. important to, to show them exactly how to do it. And Travis is a good role model for that.
8: Yeah. And, you know, you have to bring them along. And I'm not going to lie. There's times that it probably would be easier just to go out and do yourself. (laughs) But you have to think big picture and try to enjoy it. And I think that's where sometimes people need to just take a breath, too. You know, it, it might take a little bit longer than you expected. So what? Is there anything really that pressing that must be done this moment? Probably not. Um, So I think, you know, over time, those little things go a long way and you want to build your kids to have a great future and to know a lot of things. That's how they do it. They have to learn from you. You have to show them. So it may take a little bit more dedication, may take a little bit longer, but I promise it is worth it.
3: Yeah. Now, one more thing, kind of moving on for a second. Um. Obviously, with everything that has transpired this year, been tough, uh, there's been a lot of shortages. Do you guys plan on donating any meat to food banks to try to help out local communities, anything like that? Is that on you guys' radar for this fall?
8: Absolutely. Um, We do that every year. Um, Ben is actually a game warden on the Rosebud Reservation, so a oh, lot cool. of times we'll bring some of my deer home or elk or whatever it is, and donate it to our local area around here for people in need who really do need that meat. Um, but also when we travel, if we've got enough in our freezer, for example, our son Noah already shot a beautiful elk this year. So we have the whole thing processed in the freezer. When I got this elk in New Mexico, we donate that mm. um, because we already have an elk. Um, so we'll try to do that. Of course, we get enough meat for ourselves and our family, but all the others go to people in need, and it really does make a difference. And people are so appreciative um, to have that wild game, especially people who maybe are older who can't hunt anymore or have fallen upon a tough times. It's a big deal to have enough meat for your family for the whole year gifted to you. Um, so it's a really nice feeling to be able to do that and to help people along the way.
7: You bet. Hey, we have been talking with Melissa Bachman. She's the host of Winchester's Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 1130 in the morning. Exactly. Uh, this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and
3: side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out. YamahaMotorsports.com Again, Miss Melissa, to follow your adventures, check out your whole family. Uh, also, Winchester Deadly Passion, again, Sportsman Channel, Sundays 1130 a.m. Eastern Time, We're we find
8: you online? Go to melissabachman.com.
7: That's easy enough. Hey, coming up next is old cat daddy. That's right. He's not Melissa. He's not even cute. <laughs> no. He, all right. We're going to get to a break. Miss Melissa,
3: thank you so much. Appreciate you.
8: You bet.
2: What is it like listening to you guys' show? Yeah? Feels like you're skydiving out of plane. How about that? Feels like you're on a
3: runaway train. Jolly
1: good show. Oh, yeah. Catch
3: me outside? You'll never be the same. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. When you listen to our show,
2: our show, oh, yeah. Right. You'll never be the same. Ha! <laughs> Sounds stupid.
4: Are you bored? Yeah. Punch your boredom in the face with JimandTrav.com. <laughs> Archives, tips, gear reviews, boom. JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We'll be right
1: back. The beauty of the Aleutian Islands are rivaled only by their danger. This is Bush, Alaska, and stuff out here will kill you. No one knows that more than the people who call them home. 600 miles from the nearest town or road meet the fearless trailblazers who live off the grid it snaps it's gonna kill somebody and fight to survive in some of the harshest conditions on earth kind of feel your heart race a little bit life on the edge all new fridays at 9 p.m eastern
4: The Revolution with Jim and Trav is back. Don't forget, you can always drop us some feedback and help make the show better at JimandTrav.com. Now, here's king of the catfish and purveyor of the beanhole, Cat Daddy. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back.
7: We're talking opening day on this week's show, and before the break, we had a three-part interview with old Melissa Bachman. She's a host of Winchester's Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel, Sundays at 1130 in the morning. That's right. The only person she
3: follows on social media is Cat Daddy. She's absolutely in love with Cat Daddy. She likes his bit <laughs> And it f- Bunny off. Just to get joined by Cat Daddy. Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy?
5: Hey, going good, boys. Going good, man. I tell you what, the weather changed, and the fish are on a transition move, and I'm right behind them, following them close. Seriously?
3: So this little uh, cool-down spell is triggering a big move for them?
5: Yeah, boy, you better believe it, man. I tell you what, we have out on the lake just the other day up to Banner, fishing the remainder of the bean hole, and all of a sudden I heard it. It sounded like the guns of Navarone. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, right there, right there on the lake. I couldn't believe it, boys. It was like this right next to me blowing them 12 gauges or 10 gauges of what our certainly sounded like. <laughs> 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 well, that ha- didn't
7: bother the fish. We were catching nice fish out there. No, no the thing is, you're, you're fishing on Banner Creek, but we had pretty good winds last week.
5: Oh, boy, I'll tell you, how, it, it,
3: it was up to 35 mile an hour wind gust. Holy cow. That's pretty crazy out there.
5: And, um, Thank God the trees is there. We could tie it to them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so has the bean hole with this cool down, is it pretty much done for the year, or are you going to still stick with that pattern?
5: Well, I'm going to stick with the pattern for a while. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
7: Yeah, no, it being the fall of the year, I mean, fall started last week, and uh, you always said that uh, in late September, early October, they start putting on the old feed bag. Is that what's happening right now?
5: Oh. It's getting real close, man. You know, a guy can go out and take his chances to catch a trophy fish of his life right now. In about another week, they'll be putting on the feed sack for sure, and them big boys are out moving around in the river and what water they had to move around in, Yeah, the lakes, it's all like that. You know, the feed sacks on for all the fish.
3: Now, when does it get to that point that the blue cats start getting super, super active? Because they, they like that cold water. It makes them frisky. It's like you, Cat Daddy. Uh, oh. <laughs> but when do well, they start
7: you, coming uh, on you
5: cold uh, uh, ice cold cokes and i get like that <laughs> yeah only only smaller dancing a jig <laughs> yeah the blues the blues the, 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 they'll be wanting to get pretty frisky here before long mm. yeah
7: now we're losing about three and a half minutes of daylight every single day and so you know by the end of the week you've already lost 15 minutes and uh yeah and so i've
5: been telling people hey i'll meet you out there about 6 six thirty. 30 we got to wait 45 minutes to an hour for it to get light
3: <laughs> oh yeah 7 30 is still pretty dark in the morning you
7: know
5: oh yeah that's all
7: right but i like to get out to that hole early as i can well you're you're just a tough guy but the fact of the matter is uh we're coming up on a full moon i think and do do the cats uh, feed at night because of the full moon or they just eat
5: man i love fishing the full moon i tell you what the day before a full moon, they really bite good for me. You know, I don't know whether it's just me and my superstitions or what, but <laughs> boy, the full moon, I like it. And a lot of them old timers say, Especially the carp fishermen, you know, they'll say the the carp see a shadow and spook them. <laughs> I'll tell you, the catfish, they just lay down there in the mud and it don't make a hoot to them. <laughs> see their
3: shadow to spook them. Oh, my God, that is funny. When oh. I get out there, I'll be
5: howling at the moon anyway, so I'm ready to go fishing.
3: <laughs> now, what kind of bait are you using right now? What is like a, what is hot, what is not? Is anything changing?
5: Fresh cut shad, i tell you that right now. Really? They're, they're liking that, 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 that old funky scent of that shad, boy. They can't get enough of them, and they know. They know now's the time to start feeding that sack up, you know, filling up belly full for winter, and they're going to eat just as much of stuff as they possibly can. And I tell you, all baits are going to be hot. I don't care what you throw at them. You know, now the dip bait's getting a little stiff in the bucket because it's getting a little colder out, Little you know, easier evenings, cooler evenings. Makes that uh, uh, dip bait a little tougher to stir around but as long as you let the sun hit it for a while. If you got a few, you know, uh, during the day, like this morning we got up and looked out there. You know, it was pretty chilly this morning. If you set your bait bucket out there in the sun right now, it'd be good to go in an hour or two.
7: Yeah. Now, the thing is, you're talking about fresh cut shad, but you got to have fresh shad to cut it. Now, are you throwing a cast net and try to get shad? Is that something absolutely, that you do? Absolutely,
5: absolutely. Early morning's the best time to go out there and try to get them shad. You can see them schooling up right now. The colder it gets, the more tight school they are. I'm going to throw one of them about two or three times, and then I'm pooped out. <laughs> yeah, now where,
3: uh, when you're targeting the shad, because obviously, you know, you got to spend time catching your bait so you could go catch the fish that you want, but the more time you spend catching the bait, the less time you have to catch the fish you want. So where are you targeting the shad right now for those people that want to go out, you know, that haven't, you know, thrown a cast net very much, they don't know much about finding shad, where
5: should they be looking? Well, I tell you what, I'd be all around the bridge pilings, like out through the bigger lakes, the overpass bridges. You go out there around them bridge pilings where the channel runs through, and they'll be right there. Just look for them on your ID. You'll see them schooled up in a big ball of red or yellow on your ID there, and just throw that net out and let it drop down on. Hey, sometimes you pull it back, you can't even get them in the boat. The nest so fool.
3: When you're when you're throwing a net like that, do you need to have a special permit or know your rules and regulations? Because even though it is a bait fish, um, you can only have so many in your possession. Is there anything we need to know?
5: Yeah, I tell you what, uh, three hundred baits in your possession. That's it. Wow. That's all you can have for shad. shed. And there's a length in them, I think, 12 inches. Wow. Now On now- the side of the shed. Now, that's a big shed there. Yeah, they got a big gut sack in them there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can't throw a net over an inch. Inch. uh I think, yeah, an inch in, in the the square netting can't be no more than an inch. Anything larger than that is illegal.
3: Oh, really? Really?
5: So there's a lot uh-huh. of people. Like, like if you got a two, three-inch net, that'll get you up there and... Jump in the paddy wagon,
7: boy. <laughs> yeah, well, that that would be like throwing a gill net out, wouldn't it?
5: Yeah, and you, you don't want to throw no gill net out unless you got
7: a license. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd be a deep crap.
3: All right, so Mr. Cat Daddy, to learn more about you, to book a fall catfishing trip with you, it'd be amazing. It'd be glorious. It'd be romantic is what it'll be. Where can we find you
7: online?
5: www.catdaddyguideservices.com Yeah,
7: and if you'd like to send a love note to Cat Daddy or send him a picture <laughs> of your latest and greatest, send it to catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. Exactly. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next, we got Mrs. Bunny. Whoa! Yeah, hey and uh, she also is going to do Buy or Bust. Yep, yeah. this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Hop
3: online, check them out to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTandJerky.com. Mr. Cactad, Dad it, we love you. Thank you for coming on, buddy.
5: Hey, it's always a pleasure, boys, and you have a good one.
4: Can I borrow your internet? Everything outdoors is right there. Stay tuned. The Revolution will return right after this.
1: We hit the jackpot. I'd be proud to serve that in my restaurants. Become a Wild Game Gourmet, the Mike Robinson way. He'll be serving up his favorites on an all-new, all-wild season. I'm traveling to meet the folks who hunt in the wild like me. I hope you shoot straight. <laughs> I've never hunted anywhere like this in my life. Rodeo ramen, that smells good already. Hunting with skill, cooking with style, that's farming the wild. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel.
5: You wait all year for opening day to hear an elk bugle, spot a big mule deer, or see that white-tailed buck enter the field. And on most hunts, you get one shot. One opportunity to fill your tag for that year, one chance to take that bucker bull of a lifetime. Are you gonna trust your one-shot to machine-loaded factory ammo? I didn't think so. This season, shoot Pendleton ammunition, hand-loaded, one round at a time, and ship directly to your home in time for hunting season.
1: The hunts are tough. The meat is tender. Getting back into places like this can break your body. Meat Eater. Stephen Renella's Outdoor Masterpiece returns with an all-new season where epic adventures turn into epic feasts. Eventually, our work starts to pay off. The payoffs are delicious. Watch Meat Eater on Outdoor Channel, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, and on Sportsman Channel, Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern.
4: Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air and always online at, at JimandTrav.com. Now it's time for Buy or Bust, Honest Gear Reviews to help you make smarter purchases. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at Cabela's.com and BassPro.com.
7: Hey, we're back. We're talking opening day on this week's show. And before the break, we had old Cat Daddy on. But now it's time for Miss Bunny and Fire Bust. I'm oh,
2: here, boys. Trumpets <laughs> yep. for
3: Mrs. Bunny. Yep. Uh, How come we didn't talk to Cat Daddy?
2: Well, as you know.
3: And are you jealous that Melissa Bachman has the hots for Cat Daddy?
2: Ultra, ultra jealous. <laughs> I think she's got the one up on me, too, because she's like a master spoonbill fisherman as well. I mean, like, yeah, I, she is. I've seen her, like, eat the eggs out there on the shores and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and she
3: goes bow fishing for alligator guard. I know. She's, like, cool.
2: She's, like, kind of everything that I'm not, boys. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this but is you're getting, both girls. <laughs> this is getting
2: so sad.
3: <laughs> All right. So this is, uh, by Russ, we talk about the Cabela's Intensity Rifle. Scope. Um, And one thing I want to mention, it's always kind of like uh, something that really irks me, is when it comes to optics of any form, whether it is a rangefinder, a spotting scope, a rifle scope, binoculars, so on and so forth, everybody always thinks that more money equals a better product. Right. In some cases, it does. In in some cases, I mean it, it does. You know, you sure. might have a little better warranty or something. But anymore, it's really not. And I I've used products that are ninety nine dollars or nineteen hundred and ninety nine dollars, and that one that's almost two thousand did not outperform the ninety nine dollars. Well, I think like, I think you me, just you feel good about it because yeah. it, oh it's oh it's this name brand, and I spent this much money. It's just more how it makes you feel.
2: Some of it might have better light gathering capacity, so some of it might be better at dusk and dawn. But for the large part, I think it's a lot like Bose, you know, like technology has increased so much that across the board, a lot of optic companies are really at their peak. And like you said, the price point anymore um, can kind of level the playing field as far as even bargain price optics can really do some awesome things out there.
7: It's my understanding that there's only a few places in the world that actually make glass for optics. And so you could be out of the same box it could be for one of the more expensive, and out of the same box, could be for your $99 one. Exactly, yeah. so that, that German
3: glass that most people use is going they to go be in... They go to Yugoslavia. In, yeah, it's going to be in Cabela's, it's going to be in Vortex, it's going to be in Zeiss. I mean, that's just... What it is? All right, so this is a really neat little scope, but I think it's like one hundred nineteen bucks.
2: Yeah, which for a scope, great price, rifle scope.
3: Yeah, now we have this on our three hundred and fifty Legend, and it has the EXT ballistic reticle, which is really nice. Yeah, uh, it's a three by twelve, and so it gives you a little more room because I like that three, but a little versatility. The three
2: by nine, I think, is kind of a um, as far as like a generic uh, size. I think that's the like probably your biggest uh, Very market, common. right? The three x nine by whatever. Um, it's a super common one, but this is the three to 3 to 12. And so this is going to give you just a little bit more magnification there,
3: which is really nice because going with that EXT ballistic reticle, it's going to give you bullet drop and distances out to 500 yards. Yeah. Uh, So that's I mean, it's really great. It's so clear. Uh, Fast focus eyepiece. It is waterproof, fog proof. Dust proof. I mean, it has all the special coatings uh, that those more expensive scopes have just at that $120 price point, which right. I think is brilliant. Yeah. It is brilliant. Brilliant. Now it's 40 millimeter. So obviously Bunny was talking about, I the, have had- The light gathering on a 40 millimeter. 40, 50, 56. And I'm going to tell you what. Low light, I did not notice that big of a difference. And that is the truth. I hunted for two years with a 56 millimeter. It looked like a damn... Huge um, <laughs> telescope out yeah. there, you know. What <laughs> was
2: gonna say? Honestly, whenever, God, I
3: didn't see any difference. Whenever
2: you're increasing your the capacity, like the the, the magnification and, and your objective, there you're gonna get a bigger scope naturally. I mean, like, oh yeah, it's we've be had, huge. We've had some real big scopes on the top of rifles. You you sacrifice size and weight when you're carrying it around, and weight might not be a big deal for people who are just hunting from a blind. But if you're doing any kind of spot and stalk, if you're hunting where you're walking a lot, when you have a massive scope on a rifle, it adds a lot of weight to something that's already fairly heavy on your back, right? So yeah. that's something you have to think about. And also, as far as performance goes, if this will give you accuracy out to about 500 yards, you have to think about how much further you actually need. Now, if you're just using this to spot instead of binoculars, maybe you need more than that. But yeah. but this is something that out to 500 yards is is great. And that's you know more than enough for most people.
3: Yeah, now the one, it's a one-piece main tube, uh, and they really tout how light it is And it is is. super light. Has an extra long eye relief, which is nice. Now, this is a one inch and not a 30 millimeter. Uh, which you make sure you know that when you got to make sure rings.
7: when you get your rings, yeah, yeah,
3: because most anymore in something like this is going to be a thirty millimeter, uh, especially if you're going to put it on something with like a Picatinny rail. But this does have that one inch tube, so make sure you get it. But once again, this is actually made by a very well known brand, and if you were to buy this scope uh, that didn't say Cabela's From the on well-known it, well known brand that actually makes it, you'd be paying. 10 a times as much.
2: To your point, it all shoots the same at the end of the day regardless of whether or not your the, the the animal in the back of your truck has been shot with one or another it doesn't really matter. And I also think it's important to remember that there's a ton of people who love archery and more power to you, but there's also um more people that gun hunt and rifle hunt and I think that a lot of times they feel slighted or they get judged by archery hunters because it's not like enough of a challenge or whatever it happens to be. There are more rifle hunters than there are archery hunters and when you are able to um, if you're trying to get somebody new into hunting this year since this is a, a really big year for people to be in the outdoors, a budget rifle and a budget scope like this is a great way to get people out there and introduced to the sport without having to drop a bajillion dollars to do so. That's
3: right. I just want to say one thing. Don't act like Cameron Haynes. That guy's <laughs> annoying. I say hashtag don't touch your hammer, okay? <laughs> Anyways, that keep hammering BS. God, he's so annoying. Alright, so we got to get to a break. Go check out uh, the Cabela's Intensity. They're probably not going to like that. <laughs> Cabela's Intensity Rifle Scope. 120 bucks. I guarantee you're going to like it. Uh, it is a 3x12. We say what? Buy, Buy it, it, guys. Buy it. We got to get to break. We will return
4: right after this. This has been Buyer Bust, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Visit us online at BassPro.com and Cabela's.com. Your adventure starts here. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue after these short messages. Introducing the new Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles specifically designed for conquering extreme terrain. Now available at YamahaOutdoors.com. All XTR models are adventure ready and come standard with exclusive off-road features like a factory installed worn wench, special edition paint with color matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. These special edition models include the Grizzly XTR, the Wolverine X2 XTR, the Wolverine X4 XTR, and the YXZ1000R SS XTR, plus the entire XTR line features Yamaha's reputation for durability and reliability and are assembled in the USA. See the new XTR line today at YamahaOutdoors.com. The Yamaha XTR line, designed and built for unmatched, proven
0: off-road capability so you can realize your adventure. ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt. Helmet, eye protection and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product warning labels before operation. Chocolate
6: lovers, Michael Horn here along with J.D. Jeremy Dayton. We've got a special offer for them if they love chocolate. Am I right, J.D.? Oh, yeah. Go to vinedabar.com and put in the code CHOCOLATE20. You get 20% off your order. Now, here's the thing. Vine to bar chocolate is dark chocolate mixed in with the Chardonnay mark. That's the skins of the Chardonnay. So you get all the health benefits of the wine, the health benefits of the dark chocolate, and you get some very delicious chocolate with Himalayan salt, so many great different varieties, mm. but you have to go to the website. It's vinetobar.com, and the code is CHOCOLATE20. You like chocolate, JD. Am I right? Oh, I like me some chocolate. Too much. Yes. Too much. Go to vinetabar.com and put in Chocolate 20 to get 20% off your order. Again, Vinetobar, V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com, the code Chocolate, C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E, 20. bar Chocolate, Chocolate 20.
4: The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim! With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. you think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the free! Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at Himtnjerky.com today. That's H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Great show, everyone. We just
0: got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh,
7: no. This sounds serious and real.
4: This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week.
7: What the hell are you still doing here?
4: Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com.
7: Hey, what a great show this week, talking about opening day, and of course we had Melissa Bachman of Winchester's Deadly Passion, and Cat Daddy, and Mrs. Bunny. This was a good show, Mrs. Bunny. Fun time, guys. Yeah, and uh, boy, i tell you what, you got to get out there, opening day is starting up all over the country, and take a kid. Mrs. Bunny, last word.
2: JimboTravel.com, uh, go there, listen to the show, catch uh, archives as you're out in the stand, maybe.
7: That is right. All right, so like
3: Jimbo said, and Mrs. Bunny, get outdoors this weekend, take some kiddos with you, hammer home firearm safety, just remember family family participation it's a must all right so we got to get to break we will return it next week peace out god bless you and the united states of america you're the best